This episode of the Blockhouse Podcast is sponsored by my friend Tiger at ITZTiger.music on Instagram. He does all the audio tracks for the Blockhouse Podcast. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Go check him out. The podcast is also sponsored by Day and Night, the ultimate revolution in vaping batteries, the double-bladed lightsaber of vaping. Why enjoy one flavor when you can enjoy two flavors at the same time? Go check them out on Instagram at Day and Night Battery. But wait, the podcast is also sponsored by Bengali, the new hip clothing brand that is about to take Medellin by storm. Quality clothing for men that fits right and that is stylish at the same time. I love it. I got tons of it. And you'll see me wearing it on the podcast. Get yours now. Go to bengali.shop on Instagram. Lastly, be sure to sign up for the Blockchain Insider newsletter. For only $250 a month, you will get weekly updates on the crypto market, my top investment picks, and advanced analysis to help you make better informed investment decisions. You can't put a price on that. So go click on the link in the description and sign up today. How's it hanging, guys? It is Tuesday. June 8th, episode 138. Today, I have Scott Harrison, CEO and founder of Charity Water. They are a wonderful charity organization, uh, helping provide more fresh, clean water to over 780 million people that don't have access to it. They've made a massive impact. And guess what? They accept crypto donations now, too. We also talk about their Bitcoin trusts and a number of other things. I think you guys will really enjoy this. So be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about Scott Harrison and Charity Water and, of course, blockchain and crypto. Enjoy. Scott, my man, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast live once again. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, so I, I got a lot of questions about, you know, what you do and charity water and all this stuff and, um, you know, some crypto questions, but we'll dive into that in a minute. Um, so for my audience, that's going to be, you know, watching this, tell them a little bit about yourself and who you are. I'm sure they're very curious. Sure. Uh, I, um, lead an organization called charity water, uh, with a very simple mission of trying to get clean and safe drinking water to every single person on the planet. And as we record this, unfortunately, 785 million people, about one in 10 people alive, are drinking bad water, dirty, contaminated, unsafe water. Uh, we've been on a 14-year mission to change that. And my backstory, I was actually a nightclub promoter for, for 10 years in New York City. I moved, I moved to the city at 18 to, to rebel against a, a very conservative uh, upbringing and mm -hmm. kind of lost my way for, for 10 years with, with partying and drinking and, uh, you know, filling up nightclubs, but then found this opportunity to volunteer on a humanitarian mission at 28, where I saw people drinking dirty water and I just had to do something about it. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that we lived in a mm -hmm. world where humans didn't have the most basic need met and, uh, and, and came back and started charity water to, to try to solve for that. Yeah, you said like a 780 something million people. That's yeah, that's it's crazy, right? It, yeah, what? it's one in ten people alive. It's like double double the people that live in America, uh, and, and eighty two percent of the people living without water, you know, live in rural, remote areas, uh, hard hard to reach areas. So, 
it's it, it's it's hard to imagine sometimes with all of the abundance and all of the digital technology that we right. haven't figured out how to get people clean water. Yeah, what what countries you know are affected by this the most that you guys are working in? Yeah, so we've worked at Legacy in 29 countries. We're active in 21, and that spans from West Africa to East Africa, down to the South, across India, uh, Nepal, Bangladesh, Southeast Asia. So a lot of different, a lot of different countries. Um, there's there's a little bit in in Central and South America as well. Some of our of our legacy work, but it's uh, it's a solvable problem, which is the great thing, Brandon, about working on this. Is there's not a single person who needs to drink dirty water. You know, there there are a lot of problems in the world we don't know how to solve. There are diseases where we're actively looking for cures, or we're trying to develop vaccines. Water is it's solvable. We just haven't created the will. We haven't raised the the global awareness uh, that the capital to to do it. So that's what we've been on a, a fourteen year crusade to do. How do you bring them water? Do you guys like build wells or or like what's the what's how do you guys go about doing it? Yeah, it's a great question. So we're we're solution agnostic. You know, there's no silver bullet. There's no one size fits all solution, and we fund uh, about fourteen different solutions or technologies, you know, across the, the portfolio. Um, it's as simple in some communities as spending about $65 on a household bio sand filter. Um, mm-hmm. The closest comparison would be like a giant Brita that worked for your whole family. Um, in some villages in Rwanda, the solution might be one and a half million dollars, uh, a complex gravity fed system, networks of pipes and solar panels, connecting uh, a bunch of villages with clean water. And and we do a lot of wells. So for about $12,000, we can bring in drilling rigs and often find clean water just, just underground, you know, two, 300 mm-hmm. feet underneath the, the community. Okay, very, very cool. You said South America too. Like, are there certain countries that are most affected down here? Because I'm, I'm in yeah. Colombia. Yeah, you're in Colombia. You know, we're, we're not active in Central and South America because the greatest need is 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 really in Africa, India, Southeast Asia. There, there are certainly some pockets. We've, we've worked in Honduras. Uh, we've got some legacy work in, um, I believe, in Bolivia, uh, Guatemala. Um, so it, it's certainly a need. Uh, Colombia, I, I think, is doing pretty well uh, with access to, to water, as is Brazil and, and Peru. Um, but, but certainly pockets of, of more rural communities where that's that's definitely an issue gotcha so how many people do you think you've been able to help thus far with the company or how how old is it how long you've been doing it yeah so we've been at it for 14 years uh, almost 15 this year we've raised about 550 million dollars and we've we've funded projects for 12 exactly Mm 12.7 million people so while that's a lot of people it's only 165th of the global problem solved Mm-hmm. So you know, it's 1.6 of the work that needs to be done. Uh, so we're, we're, we're mainly focused on the, the road ahead and, and how do we grow the movement? How do we invite more people to participate? Uh, how do we scale our impact? Yeah. How, how do you scale that impact? Uh, is that just, you know, getting more money, getting more help? Uh, do you guys have like an action plan for that? Because, I mean, that's a big yeah. dent, 12 point something million people that you've been able to help. But. Yeah, well, I know we're going to talk about crypto. So <laughs> crypto is one of the ways that, that we're hoping to, to make an impact. I guess let, let's let's keep it in fiat first. Sure. Um, for the last couple of years, a lot of our growth has come from this global community called The Spring. 
Mm-hmm. And think of this as Spotify or Netflix for clean water, where we've now got people across 147 countries giving something every single month to provide clean water for others. Uh, and we've got about 75,000 people doing that across 147 countries. And people give about $30 a month. Uh, and, and that's been driving a lot of the growth. And it's also consistency. It's not like somebody drops a big donation on you once and then goes and you know, finds another cause. So that's really been a community of people that we've been, that we've been building. One of the unique things about the charity is that from day one, 100% of all donations go directly to the water projects. So myself and a very small team in a separately audited bank account raised the overhead, the staff mm-hmm. salary, the flights, the office from about 100 families so that millions of people can give in the purest way. You know, maybe people are uh, listening or watching now saying, I don't know where my money goes. And if I give to a charity, maybe it gets wasted and it goes to overhead. So sure. we've just taken that completely out of the equation 14 years ago. There are 100 people who love paying for overhead, and that's their role so that millions of people globally don't have to. And, and I think that's allowed us to, to, to scale maybe a little faster than a traditional charity. Got it. So it's like subscription based, you know, monthly people being able to yeah. contribute to the cause and everything. That's cool. That's and cool. I'll, so and that's also funny. people can people can check that out just at the spring.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn about the community. You can learn about the projects, where we work. And, you know, we've got people that are giving $10 a month. We have people that are giving $100 a month. We have people giving through their small business. We have families that are giving all together. So it's really kind of the act of participation and mm-hmm. the building of this community, which is exciting to us. Got it. Got it. So that's from the fiat perspective. So yeah. so from a, a crypto perspective, since you mentioned it, and I know you guys are doing something. If anybody's even listening, right? We're like eight minutes in. They're like, the guy hasn't talked about crypto. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. So we were, we were early in taking Bitcoin uh, in 2014. Uh, Tony Hawk, the, the skater, was mm-hmm. actually the first person to give us Bitcoin. He came to one of our events. He raised mm-hmm. his hand and he pledged $1,500. And he sent us five Bitcoin to fulfill the pledge. So we promptly sold them for $312 each. Uh, oh, no. And put that money <laughs> to work. And, you know, after that, we actually took in 569 Bitcoin. And, you know, the best practice for any charity is you immediately sell what a donor gives you to put the money to work, right? Mm-hmm. To help people now to meet an immediate need. So we sold our Bitcoin about 4.4 million dollars and that's enough to help about a hundred thousand people get clean water okay so you know it's it's stadiums full of people it was an impact but over the last 30 days that four million would be worth 25 to 36 million so about a six to nine impact so you know we, we started thinking about this and the more we learned about the technology you know the the more um you know we were we were saying look I wonder if a charity can take a view. What if instead of just selling the Bitcoin as it came in, we actually, we hodled it. So mm-hmm. last week we launched uh, what we believe is the first, the world's first uh, charitable hodl fund where we're now going to hold our Bitcoin one full cycle until at least 2025 to let that appreciate. Mm-hmm. And we, we kicked this campaign off with a founding 100 where we're asking 100 people to donate one Bitcoin. Uh, Cameron and Tyler at, at Gemini, the Winklevoss, says they're matching the first 50 Bitcoin 
Mm-hmm. And we're at about 48 founding members with the 50 match. So we've raised about 98 Bitcoin just in the last couple of weeks. Um, but again, instead of selling that right now at whatever, $30,000 or something, you know, we're going to hold that past the happening in, in May 2024. Um, we're going to unlock the trust in 2025 and believe that we're going to be able to do exponentially more than, than, than we are now. Got it. So you got like a fund slash trust put together for the Bitcoin, hold it long term, wait until the next cycle. Yeah, that's smart. That's actually a good way to do it. So you're a little bit knowledgeable in Bitcoin. It's not just for whales. I mean, certainly there's a lot of people that can give one that bought early. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually a tax benefit to giving Bitcoin. You don't pay any of the taxes on the appreciation and you actually take a tax deduction. So we've got a lot of people that are giving, but you know, people are giving 0.05, 0.1, um, you know, fractional Bitcoin. Uh, we have a lot of people that are making their first ever donation, their charitable donation mm-hmm. in Bitcoin because they know we're going to hold it. And they they believe that the price is going to appreciate and the impact of that gift is going to appreciate. So you do accept crypto as donations? We do. Yeah. So it, look, I mean, somebody sent us uh, $100,000 a couple of weeks ago in Ethereum and mm-hmm. and they wanted that put to use and, and we're going to follow the donor intent. Uh, the only thing we're going to hodl right now is the Bitcoin. Um, but we, you know, we, we'll, we'll take Dogecoin. We'll take, uh, yeah. I mean, you name it. If, if we can take it and turn it into clean water for people in need, uh, we, we will. So how does that work? So if I want to make a donation um, and I wanted to donate every single month, do you have a subscription service in crypto yep. yet? <laughs> Not yet, but we're talking about it. So okay. if you're willing to donate every month, let's say on your credit card, um, that's the spring.com. And you would just say, hey, I'm going to give $40 every month. And I know every single month, one person is going to get clean water. If you had some Bitcoin to give uh, and you wanted to give long term to the trust, you would donate to the Bitcoin Water Trust. And that's charitywater.org slash Bitcoin. And that basically gets locked up in cold storage. We send you the receipt and then we follow that you know, in four and a half years, in 2025 and beyond. If you had something else you wanted to give, uh, that's charitywater.org slash crypto. I know there's like three URLs, but um, gotcha. we'll, we'll, take, we'll take Bitcoin, we'll take Ether, we'll take, you know, whatever we can and put it for immediate charitable purposes. So it's really up to the donor to choose what is, what is the best path for them. Is it to put it on their Amex every month? Is it to you know, give Bitcoin where we hold it, or is it to give something else they might've done really well and, uh, you know, and be feeling generous and turn that into clean water. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a great option for people to be able to have is be able to donate in crypto and have that flexibility. And I think given how popular it is, um, you'll probably see a huge influx in donations because it's just more interesting for people, you know, they see charities every single day, charitable causes, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month for most people is kind of kind of difficult. So it's like, how do you stand out? I think crypto kind of helps you stand out a little bit more. And yeah. everyone got a little extra crypto right now. So I think it's a good move. You know, one other thing I'd say that I think is interesting about the, the Bitcoin trust specifically mm-hmm. is we actually intend to keep the native currency Bitcoin. So we don't mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we're not really thinking of it in terms of US dollars in 2025 and beyond. And we imagine spending Bitcoin around the world as we help people get clean water, as we pay for drilling rigs, as we buy cement or PVC mm-hmm. or make these grants to our partner organizations. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really thinking that the world is going to change a lot in the next few years and that we'll, we'll be able to go and actually use the Bitcoin directly. 
to help people get clean and safe drinking water. Um, which I would argue, you know, there's a lot of questions about like the usefulness of Bitcoin. I would argue right. that giving human beings the most basic need for life, giving human beings clean water is mm -hmm. a pretty good case for, for Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. How do you set up a Bitcoin trust? Like, is it similar to just setting up a regular trust or does it have to be domiciled in a certain place? Or like, I feel like there might be like issues yeah, with that. There was a lot of uh, a lot of talk <laughs> with uh, with lawyers and accountants and auditors about, about yeah. how to account for it. Um, you know, quite simply, we're using cold storage with Gemini, which is one of the leaders that uh, that that you know so many people are using. Mm -hmm. So you know, the idea is uh, it comes in and we put it away, and then in 2025 and beyond, we it starts going to work uh, for charitable purposes. Okay, cool. I think, you, I think you have to take a position first, which is very. <laughs> Uh, abnormal for a charity to do because we could be wrong. I mean, Brandon, that is the risk here, right? If Bitcoin goes to zero, well then, you know, the 98 Bitcoin that we've already um, got committed over the last couple of weeks, you know, didn't help anybody. Um, we have a belief that the 98 Bitcoin will be exponentially more impactful if we wait, if we're patient um, mm -hmm. and if we let that appreciate. But I think you know, we're uh, we, we've always kind of been willing to to take some big swings and, and try to innovate in the sector. And, you know, may, maybe others would be encouraged to do the same. Yeah, I mean, today it's it's a little scary sometimes, you know, you see Bitcoin going down. It's been kind of in this correction phase and it's about to, you know, sit at 30,000, might break 30,000. Who knows how low it goes? But I mean, you know, over the long term, you know, it's you know the best performing asset of the last decade. Every single year it seems to go up. Um, I don't know why it's going to stop. I think it, it's, you know, part of the future of blockchain and, you know, yep. the future of the backbone in terms of monetary backbone of the Internet. So I imagine about four or five years that's going to appreciate quite a bit. So I think it's, you know, a good move to make. Yeah. And we, you know, like you said, we're trying to take the volatility out of it because over the last 30 yeah. months, it's been a, a whiplash for people. You know, they thought mm -hmm. it was 60,000. Now it's half. You know, is it going to go lower? Is it going to go higher? Um, I think if you put a full cycle, we're just in a different range and we're having a different range conversation, you know, that is that, that hopefully is significantly greater. I mean, that's the bet that mm -hmm. we're we're making. I, I will say, you know, to maybe any of the critics that are like, well, why is a charity taking a position? We would not be we would not be getting this Bitcoin right now if we were immediately liquidating. And we've been hearing that from our donors. They mm -hmm. are willing to give if we hold. They are not willing to give right now uh, in this kind of cycle to have us just turn it to fiat. So yeah, really, I mean, you got some it. strong Bitcoin religious zealots out there. I mean, they they don't want to sell. And if they give it to anyone, they hope you don't sell either. You know, it's a it's a it's a long term play for everybody. So, yeah. Here's an interesting question. Have you guys ever thought about, you know, maybe launching your own type of token or an NFT or something like that to like represent what you guys are doing? or I don't know, like water token or something. Another way to fundraise money. We, we've got a couple of people exploring just other things we could do in the space. Um, I, I do think the NFT is an interesting idea. You know, perhaps a water project mm -hmm. could be an NFT. If, mm -hmm. a, if a donor solely funded a village with clean water, that there could be, you know, that that could exist on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're working on a pretty interesting idea with smart contracts. So we have uh, about 7,000 of our water projects are actually connected to the cloud with sensors uh -huh. on. And, you know, this maybe sounds easy if you're sitting in a, you know, in a city, 
but mm -hmm. connecting a, a, a village in Ethiopia or Ghana or rural Malawi uh, mm -hmm. to the cloud, is, it was a five-year endeavor uh, funded by Google yeah. and an impact kind of innovation investment. So one of the biggest challenges that the water sector faces, it's just the long-term sustainability of these projects. They're in difficult operating environments. Um, you know, th there's a fragility to some of these ecosystems where you're helping people in areas of greatest need around the world. Um, so, you know, we've been trying to use sensor technology just to first let us know how much water is actually flowing. But we think there's a really strong idea where we can connect a mechanic Mm -hmm. to a group of wells with sensors and pay for ongoing performance via a smart contract. So let's say I say to you, Brandon, listen, I got 100 wells in Malawi. I'm going to pay you a dollar a month for every well you can keep running, right? That's $100 a month. And, and you know, I, I'm just going to let the smart contract basically dictate if the well is running and the sensor showing water flows, you're going to get paid directly. So I think there might be some really interesting incentives uh, where – you know, we, we remove the human error and, and, so and like we're centralized water wells. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like mechanics, you know, what if I gave yeah. you, you know, any number of, I mean, it's kind of like the, the power company, right? When, mm -hmm. when a thunderstorm happens and our power gets knocked off, a sensor goes off and somebody says, all right, send them out or add them to the technicians list. So it'd be a very similar concept, but doing that in, in rural Malawi, rural Ghana, rural Ethiopia. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's like running your own node, like for the support, like a certain blockchain project you like or something like that. But it's like in this scenario, being able to run your own well or set up a well and then, you know, for maintaining it and making it, you know, happen and viable for, for the people, you get paid via smart contract. It's really interesting. I haven't thought about that at all. Yeah. I think it could be useful for other kind of development, you know, charity work also. Yeah. Have you thought about any other lines of charity work outside of that? Um, you know, outside of water maybe too, or are you just like solely focused on that endeavor? It's such a big problem, Brandon. We have stayed focused for 14 years. I think that's one of the mm -hmm. things that that's helped us grow the organization and grow the community. Um, I mean, there's just so many people that are still out there. You know, it's 10% of the world. I mean, we feel like we haven't made, a dent yet, you know, 12, 12 and a half million people. Uh, okay. It's, you know, it's stadiums full of people, but it's only, it's only one, 1.6% of the way there. So there's, there's a lot of other great orgs that, that we know in the education space or in, you know, the trafficking space or justice areas, but we're, we are focused on clean water for everybody. Hey, it's a lot of progress though. I mean, 12.5 million people is a lot. So you guys are definitely making headway. Um, you know, in digital age too, I, I imagine that'll, you know, exponentially pick up and then with added in crypto onto that, you know, maybe that'll accelerate things as well. Um, I also saw that you were, uh, you have your own book too, right? You, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a book called Thirst. Uh, maybe not, maybe not a surprise. Um, all, mm -hmm. all the proceeds go to, to Charity Water. Um, it's been published in a bunch of different countries. Um, so yeah, people are interested in more of the story. Uh, you can grab that on Amazon or, or, or wherever you, you get your books. Um, yeah, it's kind of the, the hundred thousand word version of this. There's, there's some amazing stories from our work around the world and it, you know, it, it definitely would get you to think about water differently, uh, maybe even for the rest of your life. 
do you have like a quick synopsis on it? Like, is it just about like your experience, you know, working with trying to provide water or your thoughts on it or, you know? Yeah, no, it's stories. It's all, it's all stories. It's kind of how I got into it and uh, living in post-war Liberia as a photojournalist right after a a civil (laughs) war ended um, with a group of doctors on a medical ship and, you know, seeing the first people I'd ever met in my life drinking dirty water and uh, yeah, the book goes uh, throughout Asia and uh, through our donor community uh, to, to the jungles of uh, the Central African Republic with the Bayaka mm-hmm. pygmy. Um, there, there's some really interesting stories and and uh, and scenes in it. So, did you say you were in the middle of a civil war back then? No, it, I I got my start. My first experience in Africa was right after a 14 year civil war in Liberia had oh, ended. Okay. So I, I went in with 14,000 United Nations peacekeeper troops which at the time okay. was a large force ever deployed. So, but, uh, but, but, you know, have, have had some uh, similar experiences to that. Getting, you, getting stuff you have a lot of experience in Africa, Africa, right? Yeah. I've been, I've been to Africa over 60 times and mm-hmm. I've, I've been to 69 different countries around the world now. So I've, I've gotten to see, you know, our issue up, up close and, and personal. Uh, and, and a lot of those stories are, are in the book and, and a bunch of the photos too. Do you have uh, some favorite countries or cities you like to go to in Africa? Yeah. I hear it's like one of those places is like coming out of nowhere. It's growing super fast. Uh, you're modernizing really quickly. Um, like, is there yeah. a place that you like? Certainly an exploding economy. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, I've been to Ethiopia 31 times. That's my hands down favorite. Uh, I just fell in love with the country, the people, the culture. Uh, Ethiopia's got 100 million people. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. massive place. Uh, it's been going through some really difficult conflict uh, up in the north recently, uh, and, and we're hoping that you know a, a time of healing and, and restoration uh, begins to happen. But it's it's an extraordinarily interesting, fascinating, dignified mm-hmm. uh, place with with unbelievable culture. I mean, they believe the Ark of the Covenant is there. Uh, it's actually the birthplace of coffee. So if there's any coffee really? drinkers, that came from the Kaffa region. Oh, well, calm Ethiopia. down now. I'm in Colombia. We 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 like our coffee too. Oh, it's, it's undisputed though. Even the Colombians, you ask them, they'll they'll say that Ethiopia was the first discovery of coffee. Although, <laughs> okay. although the well, Colombians I'll ask are, them, are but, you know, they're they're pretty proud of their coffee down here. <laughs> what's what's um you know your guys's plans for the rest of 2021 for Charity Water, or I guess beyond 2021, since it's yeah. you know quite a long term endeavor. Like what? How do you guys want to grow? And, you know, other than just crypto too, you know, what are your guys' plans to really expand and make a bigger dent? Because it seems like that's like the biggest goal for you right now. Yeah, it's to raise it's to raise funding. So I think there's two things that I'm thinking a lot about right now. I'm thinking about uh, expanding our, our giving community in the crypto space, mm-hmm. uh, being able to take more coins, being able to reach out to more people. Who, who may have done well, who this may be their first philanthropy, you know, or philanthropic effort ever in crypto. And we want to be there with our issue, the 100% model, the transp- the transparency, the innovation. Um, so that's really exciting. And I want to grow the spring because mm-hmm. look, if Spotify can have 150 million members paying for music and, you know, Netflix can have 150 or 160 million members, like surely we should get a few million people around the world right. excited about clean water for humans. We're at 75,000. So I think that community, the spring, uh, again, if you're interested, the spring.com, uh, there's a lot of room to, to grow there and expand around the world. So we want to help more people. Uh, we're turning 15 
you know, we're focused on scaling the impact, figuring out how to raise more money and, and, and get this problem solved a lot faster. Yeah. So if people want to donate, you know, um, make a charitable contribution or, you know, even in crypto, where should they go? Just the website? Is that a good starting place? Yeah. So if you're interested in the Bitcoin, just charitywater.org slash Bitcoin. Uh, if you've got other crypto, you want to give charitywater.org slash crypto. And if you're interested in just like joining the spring community every month, the spring.com. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all of those are, are incredibly valuable and hundred percent of, of all of those go straight to help people get clean water. What's the spring community again? Uh, the spring.com. Oh, the spring.com. Okay. Got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, Scott, thanks for taking the time to, you know, come on and talk about charity water and all the cool stuff you're doing and, um, you know, cool stories around what you're doing with crypto and this Bitcoin trust and your Tony Hawk story and, you know, your opinion that Ethiopian coffee is better than Colombian coffee. Um, I didn't say better. I just said first. They were first. (laughs) okay okay listen brandon thank you thank you for caring uh about the issue and 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 about others so it means a lot i appreciate your support yeah of course you know we'll be happy to you know make a donation as well so we'll be doing that in crypto most likely um but again yeah thanks for coming on you're welcome on anytime awesome hey thanks thanks everybody for listening